This week, like so many weeks, we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. He is the president of Consumer Watchdog, and you can find him online, consumerwatchdog.org. And if you've been part of our community any time at all, you know that generally what Jamie and I do is talk about a particular topic, robocars, health insurance and all. But because of the gun violence that has just occurred and who did it and what he represents and the shooting of the number three guy on the House side and Republicans, in the house um jamie and i decided we're going to talk about a topic that is tied to this which is activism and staying positive and people going off the rails and i can't think of a more perfect person to talk to about this because jamie court check him out online c-o-u-r-t jamie court has been an activist his whole career he has been dedicating his whole life to social change he has come across so many people who are so intense and so dedicated jamie thanks as always for being part of the the Norman Goldman Show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here to talk about this, Norm. Thanks. Well, Jamie, we have a situation yesterday where apparently a Bernie bro was so intense in his dislike of Donald Trump and his hatred of the Republican Party that his activism turned negative and he got a gun. And he started shooting people. He shot uh, the third-ranking Republican in the House and hurt him pretty bad. He shot other people. Fortunately, he didn't kill anybody. He himself was killed. But, Jamie, to me, this guy's a placeholder. The fact that he's a Bernie bro is sort of irrelevant. He could have been a Jill Stein supporter. He could have been a Ted Cruz supporter. He could have been a teabagger who said that Trump is, uh, you know, an Alex Jonesian plant or something. To me, the issue is not the particular politics of the guy. The issue is somebody who's going on off the rails here whose activism has just been spun up so much that they now cross into into dangerous territory and get violent jamie how do we stay positive well i mean that's the you know sixty four thousand dollar question when you're when you're passionate you've got rage how do you turn it into a rage for justice rather than you know a rage for vengeance you know, I'm, I'm just happened to be sitting here uh, looking for my living room at some posters on the wall. I've got Dr. King, it says, dreaming under his uh, sketch, and Nelson Mandela, it says, walking, and Gandhi, it says, watching, and uh, under uh, the Buddha, uh, it says, excuse me, not the Buddha, Dalai Lama, it says, waiting. And, you know, these guys had a lot to be angry about, a lot more than, you know, most of us today, and they found a way to adopt not just nonviolence, but the channeling of the better moral angels in our nature as humanity. I mean, they, what they realized, and what I don't care whatever you believe, if you really want to represent other people, which is what activism is about, if you really want to truly represent a significant portion of the public, you have to play by their means. You have to play by their rules. You have to represent their values, not just their beliefs. You know, in our society, like every, I think, you know, society in the world that's, that's organized and significant, believe in, um, you know, some version of, of, of one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not do violence unto others even though there are examples of, of, of significant violence in the enforcement of laws by states or governments, we, we, we believe as people who represent other people that the way to get our message across is through, in a democracy, you know, civil action that, that represents the best of humanity, and that's what we strive to. And particularly, I think we believe, people on the progressive side of the equation. We want progress. We want to move away 
from violence, indiscriminate or otherwise, and harming each other. And the question is, how do you, when you get really angry, when you lose a loved one maybe because a corporation uh, denies you a medical claim, or uh, which is we've had with people where they've lost loved ones because of their legitimate right to to medical care, and, and, and they were denied, and one woman's daughter was denied a liver transplant. How did she stay positive after, you know, fighting for her daughter and then fighting for a change in society rather than basically seeking vengeance against the CEO of the company that denied it to her? You know, her values, her community. You know, uh, this woman I'm thinking of, you know, is very, very involved in the Armenian community every year. In fact, coming up in July, July 8th, I believe, in Calabasas, Hilda Sarkeesian has a fashion show to remember her daughter. Uh, and her daughter was a fashion student, 18 years old, and was approved for a, what would have been a life-saving, we believe, liver transplant on the uh, on the very day that it, she died and no longer was able to receive it because uh, it took so long for, for Cigna to grant it. Why does why is Hilda, you know, doing a fashion show to raise money for charities to help uh, cancer survivors and to help people trying to change the law? Rather than why, you know going after the, the the CEO of Cigna, why did she make that choice? I, I think it's just because she knows that if she wants to change things for people who come after her, that's that's what that's what it's about representing other people, and it's not about an eye for an eye. And I, I you know I think some people obviously uh, you know have, are mentally ill, and then they come in these situations, they get worse. Other people maybe. Can you know get a mental illness because they're so frustrated, and the world all around them looks nothing like the world they think it should be. The world as we are, you know, and how, the world as it is. And how do you make that the world as it should be? And if you can't, what do you do? Well, I, I think you've got to be realistic that it's not going to be the world as it should be anytime soon. But if you can make small steps, if you can have realistic strategies, uh, if you can tell a story, a really human story that connects with other people based on their values. You can change things for other people, and there is some satisfaction in that. I don't know what sends someone to a, a, a baseball field to start mowing down people with an AK-47. I, I just can't identify with that. I can't identify with anger, you know, at Republicans who or Democrats who give huge, you know, tax breaks. And, I, and you know, look, you could take some con- some context from this guy who was a shooter who made some posts on Facebook about legalized bribery in Washington, D.C., and I would think maybe 60-70% of Americans might agree with that. But they certainly, uh, you know, 90%, maybe 95%, I'm hoping maybe 98% of Americans agree that you shouldn't do violence to people just because you have a disagreement in beliefs. That goes against, you know, our democracy and what we stand for as a culture. So I, I don't have any answer other than, you know, when you get angry, it's better to get even for everybody rather than trying to, you know, take an eye for an eye, which leaves us all blind. Well, Jimmy, I think you nailed it there when you talked about frustration, because to me, this is kind of the heart of the matter. It's dealing with frustration. The guy who did the shooting at the baseball practice yesterday uh, couldn't deal with his frustration, and he took it. He took it out violently. Now, the fact that we have guns, you know, up, up to our eyebrows here in America, you can go get guns and ammo so easily and vent your frustration violently, uh, you know, is a big problem. However, let's remember that a guy not too long ago stormed into a pizza place in Washington D.C. with a gun 
armed with loaded loaded gun, ready to go because he was investigating an Alex Jones, you know, Republican media spun up story about Hillary running some kind of child sex ring out of the back of a pizza place. And the guy went 400 miles from North Carolina to Washington, D.C. to do his own investigation armed with with live ammo. So there are lots of people out there who are getting people all spun up on frustration and rage. And then all it takes is just a couple of people to say, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. We saw this with the passage of Obamacare when when um, the Republicans were out there ginning up the crowd and they were spitting on members of the House. They were trying to go in and cussing at them, calling them names as members of the Democratic Party. Uh, party were trying to go into the house to vote on the thing and the republicans were up on the balcony ginning up the crowd jamie this kind of stuff gets people frustrated and then they decide to go in to vent their frustration violently and so it, it seems to me we only have to rely on each individual person right is that is that what we're coming down to by the way if you're just joining us we're talking to jamie court we check in with jamie court every week c-o-u-r-t he's the president of consumerwatchdog.org and check consumerwatchdog.org but jamie what what else do we have to rely on other than each person's own mental health good sense common sense to, to not grab a gun and start venting their frustration seems to me we got no other barriers to protect us well when you when you it's true but when you do violence to other people you're doing violence to the one power you have as an activist our, our activism isn't based on the power of giving campaign contributions or uh, deploying monies in elections or deploying lobbying resources or embarrassing people on tv and the media through tv ads and commercials or on the internet through paid ads our power our power comes in ethical customs and social mores and the rule of law and our reliance on ethical customs and social mores and the rule of law and what we all agree upon as human social contract in order to shame and change the behavior of wrongdoers and perpetrators of injustice. And when we uh, turn to unjust means to try to achieve justice, we negate all our power. We take ourselves completely out of the equation. Um, as an activist, you stand with the power to shine a spotlight and say, oh my God, can you believe what they're doing? We all think that's wrong. Let's rise up in numbers as people and stop it. Let's go over there and, and, and you know, and, and as a mob, as a crowd, and, 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 and let's, let's, you know, let's protest. Let's heckle them maybe. But if we go beyond what society allows a crowd or a mob or a group of angry people to do, uh, in a reasonable exercise of protest and resistance, then we're losing all our power because our power relies on protesting the injustice of others. I mean, you know, maybe this is a really callous way to say this, but it might only be a shooter with a gun that makes some of the Republicans on that field look good. Wow. Jamie, it's a powerful way of looking at things. I got to leave it there, but I really appreciate your perspective on this matter. I mean, you've been doing activism for so many decades, and you've had to deal with frustration. You've lost lots of battles, won lots of battles. But dealing with frustration and not letting it get the best of us and get it to get us to, to violence is really kind of important now. I mean, it's we even have law enforcement saying... This rhetoric has gotten out of control. I mean, that's a sheriff from a couple of years ago out in Nevada. This rhetoric has well, gotten you, out of let's control. Let's be fair, though, Norm. The president open the door to any behavior goes 
you know, and when you do that, you create Absolutely. a culture where, you know, violence and, um, and, 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 and oppression, you know, of the minority or of, 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 of others and, you know, violence to others becomes acceptable. And, and we've got to really, we've talked about this and it's in our culture, we've got to reel that back. Uh, but as activists ourselves, as human beings, yeah, we've got to think in our own self-interest. If you really want to change something, um, what's your power? And your power is that you are the ones who respect the rule of law and what we all agree upon as the highest form of human conduct. And when others violate it, um, you can't change what you do. You have to cling to it more value, more, more closely uh, and, and, and demonstrate it. And that's what Mandela and... And, and Martin Luther King, uh, you know, and Gandhi did. Uh, they fasted, they walked, they they dreamed and went to jail to show as a mirror what the other people were doing. They didn't, they didn't raise a gun. Well, Jamie, I got to leave it there, but I can't thank you enough. And hey, to your point. Get out of here. Get him out. All right, get out of here. Get out. I mean, there it is. The, the guy at the top set the tone and the, 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 uh, the atmosphere of violence has just kind of gone from there. Jamie, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us each and every week. It's always great to get your perspective, and, and we sure need that perspective now on this issue. Check out our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. Check him at ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie and his colleagues are doing great work, ConsumerWatchdog.org. And, Jamie, thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Norm.